Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome on, welcome all to the Tortillas and Tanks podcast powered by Guns Up Nation. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And we're talking Big 12. Week five in the Big 12. And because of that, I got to get my tag team partner that is Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jay? What is up, Alby? Glad to be at another week of football. Week five of Big 12 football. Things are starting to get a little less crazy. A little more. Are they? No. I don't. It still doesn't make any sense to me. I will say, let's let's just get right into it, right into the games. Because one thing that makes a lot of sense to me, Kansas is still awful. (laughs) They're still terrible. And they got smacked like an FCS team by Iowa State. Iowa State getting back to their winning ways, winning 59 to 7. Do you remember Uh, when I said that they, yeah, that's big. You want to talk about that? (laughs) Listen, I'm a Texans fan. They did more. And on Saturday, the Texans could do on Sunday. So there's there. There is that. Remember when we, uh, what was the spread on this, like 36 or something? And I thought, you know, Kansas, they might be able to hold Iowa State to 36 points. Well, nope. I, nope. Didn't didn't they give that up in the first half? Like it was already. They, yeah, it they, was. Uh, they gave up 38 in the first half, Albie. In the first half. So in the first half, the spread's already gone. <laughs> they were like, nah, so we're good. We're good. Kansas, I mean, they just. Put a beat down on Bean and Company. Bean and Company. Um, I mean, they just Kansas did not look good. I, I don't really know what to say. Kansas, Iowa State. I mean, maybe this is where they start to turn the corner on their season. Um, nothing. Nobody helps you resurrect your season like the Kansas Jayhawks do. Uh, Kansas. If you bet the over on Kansas win total this year, sorry about you. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. And you know, at the same time, Iowa State. In October, recent memory says that's a tough team, and I think that they're trying to maintain that momentum. And it's not—it's you know—it's not hard when you open up your October uh, your October slate with Kansas. But 
Iowa State it did it did it in a very convincing fashion. From all it wasn't, you know, everybody was getting touches on the ball. Everybody was getting oh. points. It was just oh, a everybody. bloodbath. Brees Hall, 123 yards, looked great. Looked like the Brees Hall we expected him to be. Um, even Hunter Duckers, the backup quarterback, came in uh, late in the game. And he was able to rattle off a 41-yard touchdown run because everybody was – it was everybody fun, was getting fun all around. Brock Purdy looked like the Brock Purdy we thought he might end up being. I mean, it just, everybody looks great against Kansas. Kansas is, is a perfect cold medicine for any team. Um, there's really no positives I can say about the Kansas Jayhawks uh, except uh, Tory Lachlan scored a touchdown, so, you know. Good they put their most complete that that third quarter touchdown was their most complete football they've played in this decade. This decade? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they scored. Yeah. There's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I guess so. So yeah, let's well, get off that game. We can say <laughs> whatever we want, game. Albie. It doesn't stick. It's it's it doesn't, I guess so. Well, let's talk about another game. Uh what's becoming a bit of a rivalry, I guess. Oklahoma, 6th Oklahoma at Kansas State. Oklahoma prevails and keeps the Wildcats from beating them for a third straight year. They win 37-31. to Despite Skylar Thompson coming back, his first game back from injury, um, and what looked like K-State potentially making a comeback was uh, was fought at the end. Oklahoma winning the game. What do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, we talked about this game uh, last week about how, you know, we like Kansas State in this matchup because they have had Oklahoma's number these past couple of years. The biggest question mark was who they were going to trot out under center. And so when Thompson when Thompson was cleared to go and he came out, in my mind, it was, okay, here's a real chance. And then Kansas State fought them every step of the way. Every single quarter in this game had points from both teams. This was a fun and dangerous Big 12 game that you felt like, I mean, you know, even though Oklahoma, as far as ESPN is concerned, had it in hand the whole game, like Kansas State, it felt like Kansas State could have pulled the trigger and pulled away, um, but just one too many good plays by Oklahoma when it mattered, you know, Oklahoma doing what they're doing. Still a close game for Oklahoma against an unranked opponent, but I think you and I agree that Kansas State, even though they're 3-2, and 0-2 in conference, this is a tough team when Skylar Thompson's under center. Definitely a tough team, but also every time Oklahoma was trying to pull away and make this game like go away, Kansas State would hit him with another one. Deuce Vaughn is a, is a man among boys. Like, that a is monster. a beast of a player. Deuce Vaughn is a really, really good player. And every and he just his play in this game was outstanding. But every time like Oklahoma would go up two scores, like, okay, we can maybe pull away a little bit. No. Get get beat. Skylar Thompson had that touchdown to Deuce Vaughn in the third quarter. Um, anytime that okay, well, maybe Oklahoma Oklahoma was up what 37 to 24. And then what happens? Kick return for a touchdown um, <laughs> on, from on you know special teams. Malik Knowles had a, a, goes ninety three yards to the house just for them to to, to get within six. Like K State was always breathing down Oklahoma's neck, and but you know the Sooners prevailed. Yeah, if there's more time on this clock, this is Kansas State had all the momentum at the end there. Absolutely, since that since that second touchdown, uh, something like five minutes left in the game, Oklahoma just started to reel offensively, and you felt like. If Kansas State just had maybe another minute to get a maybe a three and out or a two series and out, they would have had this game. So Kansas State three and two, zero oh and two in conference, but this is a dangerous team. People let don't let the record fool you. Let me tell you something. If they got that onside kick back, they're winning the game. They're I'm winning pretty the game. confident about that. Absolutely. I know they only had a minute twenty to go, but if they get that onside kick back, there's no doubt in my mind that Kansas State's going down the field winning this game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how. That's how the you know that's the all the momentum they had there, but. Uh, but Oklahoma did look like the better team. They did look like the better team, and they were able to win this game. 
Um, next up on the schedule, the team, the Texas Tech got smacked to last week going up against the team the Tech is going to play next week. Texas at TCU. Uh, Longhorns proved last week wasn't a fluke. They actually might be a really good team beating TCU 32-27. to What do you think about this game? I think that Bijan Robinson is as advertised. Absolutely. Texas is what they are because of Bijan Robinson, a monster among men. Uh, Texas's run game was undefeated. This, this, they were just unstoppable this whole game. TCU, tremendous, played tremendous defense, and I will not take that away for a second because they played really compact, really tough defense. Didn't give Texas a lot of big plays, uh, but Bijan Robinson, man, churning them out, getting Texas first downs when it mattered. Um, I wanted TCU to get this, so we kept that trend of TCU losing, beating Texas, and losing just for the memes. Uh, but TCU just couldn't pull it, out, pull it out this week, and I think it's just 1,000% behind the legs of Bijan Robinson. So I'll say this. Casey Thompson uh, had the worst game of his extremely short career. He the TCU had him flustered. Um, only 142 yards in this game. He ended up throwing an interception. But like Jeremy said, Bijan Robinson, it didn't matter because Bijan Robinson was so great in this game. Um, the, the defense for TCU, I thought, played pretty well. Sark wanted to, wanted to really make something out of this game, and he wasn't able to. Um, but I do think that the game wasn't as close as the final score says. Texas, again, had the lead. Uh, all throughout the second half, really, Texas had this lead, and especially when they went up 32-12 early in the fourth quarter, in my head, the game was kind of done. Um, that last touchdown by Kendra, uh, Kendra Miller for TCU, they got the game, the, the score, they had the score look a little bit better, but... Texas never gave the ball up at the end of there. At the end there, uh, Texas seemed to be the better team. Beat TCU down on the road. A nice, impressive win for the Texas Longhorns. Well, and TCU showing us a lot of kind of very similar characteristics to West Virginia. They came out strong, and at the, I mean, the first quarter, TCU's up a point when they go into the second. You think, okay, this could actually become a really good game. Texas is the one that stayed consistent throughout the game. TCU really sputtered on offense after that, and so I think that you know. TCU's got a lot of question marks that they need to address coming into Lubbock this weekend. Uh, but this is a but don't be fooled because I want to give a lot of credit to uh, like you just pointed out, Casey Thompson had a terrible game after the game he had last week, and it is one hundred percent to uh, that defensive structure and the defensive backs for TCU. They were everywhere, and it was frustrating as a quarterback. Yeah. No, I mean, Gary Patterson has some stuff for Casey Thompson. He was ready for him. The DBs played really good in this game. Casey Thompson was flustered. But one thing that really hurt TCU in this game, fumbles. Three lost fumbles in this game. Uh, Darius Davis, let me tell you something. I hope that they keep the ball in that boy's hands all week. Can't go anywhere without a football in his hand. He lost two, as a receiver, losing two fumbles. Uh, it just, you can't, you can't do that. So, uh, that, that's probably one of the bigger reasons why TCU lost this game. Um, but I hope they keep it up. Because, you know, they they play some team from West Texas next week. I don't I don't know what team that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, we had a ranked game. The first ranked game of the season in the Big 12. 21st, undefeated, 21st ranked Baylor at undefeated 19th ranked Oklahoma State. In the battle of who was really real, mm. Oklahoma State proved that I guess they're the real team. Kind of, sort of, maybe. <laughs> Winning 24 to 14. Jeremy, what do you think? Well, they were a little higher ranked, but I will say Oklahoma State committed a lot more. I mean, Baylor, no turnovers. Baylor played a much sounder game, but I think their sound game is just not as good as Oklahoma's bad game. I think that's what it boiled down to. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I really don't know what to think. It's I don't know if I've ever seen a game 
where the team that looked better lost by 10. Right. That was very confusing. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, in this, Spencer Sanders, my God. Oh. Spencer Sanders <laughs> was, he had one, I was, actually, you know what, you know what, I'll give him this credit. That touchdown pass that he threw to um, uh, to Rashad Owens, really mm. impressive, really good throw, right in the bread basket. I, I, I was really impressed by that throw. But. Every other throw he made in this game, <laughs> I was like, Mike, what are you doing? Like, all his interceptions, mind-blowing. Like, I don't know what he's doing on these throws. It's just, I, um, it, it, Spencer Sanders, they, Oklahoma State won this game in spite of their quarterback. Uh, and also the fact that, unfortunately for Baylor, and I don't know if it's necessarily the play calling or what, every time they had the ball, every time they got a turnover, they were just were not able to capitalize on it. Yeah, this was a Jalen Warren. This was Jalen Warren and the rest of the offense picking up the pieces that Sanders kept spewing out. Um, man, I just feel bad for Pokes fans because you got a quarterback who was, I mean, for all intents and purposes, was, you know, it was a good recruit coming out of high school, had a lot of like opportunity, I think, in this system, but has not panned out in the way that I know that they've wanted him to. And he's got those flashes, like you said. He's got moments where you see him playing. He's like, okay, this guy, he's in his he's in his bag. He's playing well. He's making the right pass. And then, you know, he gets that touchdown. You think, oh, wow, awesome. But he's also throwing three interceptions. And he's just frustrating you every step, every step of the way. And credit to Baylor, man. Uh, I think Baylor played really well in this game for a lot of different reasons. But like you said, so confusing to see a team play very fundamental football and just get beat. Very frustrating. So, because I don't think any less, I don't think any less of Baylor is a thing after this game. Yeah, I don't either. That's the thing. Well, I That's will the say surprising this. thing. I will say this. You want to know how wacky and crazy this game was? So after Baylor scored the touchdown to be only down by a field goal, seventeen. Mind you, Baylor did not score in the second in the first half. It was fourteen nothing Oklahoma State at halftime. Uh, they score a touchdown, and they, and they, after they score the second touchdown, to make a seventeen fourteen in the fourth quarter. What happens? Well, Oklahoma State drives the ball down to their own forty-five, and on a fourth and two, instead of going for it, decide to punt it. Okay, play the. Field position battle, right? The punt is so terrible that actually they only gain 15 yards of field position and Baylor gets the ball on their 30. You know what Baylor does? They go three plays and don't get anything. It's fourth and four. And they decide, you know what? Let's go for it. On fourth and four from our own 36-yard line. Coaches, for the love of God, stop going for it on your own side of the field if you don't have to. This is an absolutely abysmal decision. And of course... They don't get it. Oklahoma State gets the ball on at Baylor's 36. So easy points for Oklahoma State, right? Wrong. They get a three and out. It's fourth and 10 on Baylor 36. They don't trust the field goal to make a kick that far. So they end up having to punt it. But they luckily get it to the Baylor six. And Baylor, they have their own three and out. Luckily, that time they decide not to um, not to go for it. But they punt it. But the punt's so bad, it's all so on. It, it, or actually, I think the bad. It wasn't a terrible punt. But it barely gets over half field or over midfield, I should say, to Oklahoma State's bad. That is four possessions of awful, abysmal, terrible football. No good football by either side. That's what we watched in this game. Just I, I'm, I'm all in the myself. Baylor, all on the Baylor side of the field, pretty much. All on the Baylor side, all of the field. right there. All the, it's just, it's just, just a, a, a terrible play. That's the Big Twelve um, football yeah. we know and love. That's that's the Big Twelve. Luckily, right after that, Oklahoma State won, or scored a touchdown and kind of put the game away. But um, it's, uh, yeah, this this game was 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 wild. <laughs> it's yeah, wild and not just, in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> not in a good way at all. Um, yeah, no, no team. I think when we watch this game, oddly enough, no team should fear an undefeated. Like, is Oklahoma State the worst five and zero team you've seen? 
<laughs> like there's just no team yes. to fear them. But Absolutely. But they're they're oddly still five and zero. I don't get it. They keep winning. I think they keep winning those because uh, we've talked about the past two games. Uh, they've played at home, right? The two games that I've been like, you know what? I think the other team can pull it out. They've played at home. I want to see them on the road now. You know, against a good team. Well, you are going to get that opportunity next week, and we are uh-huh. going to go a little bit more into that. But before we go that, I want you to give me your team of the week, Jeremy Gillen. Who is the team that impressed you the most? And we didn't talk about this. We on a preview probably talked about it. Texas Tech did beat West Virginia in Morgantown, twenty-three to twenty. So that is that. That you can choose them as well. But who was your Big Twelve team of the week? My Big Twelve team of the week is Texas Tech, and that's bias aside. I mean. Texas Tech, after a demoralizing loss against uh, a good Texas team in Austin, goes to Morgantown. And back-to-back road games are not easy, people. But it's even worse when you don't have your uh, top receiver, your top quarterback, your top rusher, and, oh, yeah, most of your defense. And yet Texas Tech, under the guise of uh, Matt Wells, gets out of Morgantown with a 23-20 win. Good pick. I mean, it's it, usually that'd be a homer pick, but I given the injuries... That is a yeah. They deserve to definitely be up there. I'm actually going to say the team that that um was most impressive. The team that was most impressive was the Texas Longhorns. They went into TCU and they beat them. And Texas is now looking like a team. I hate to say it, but they're a contender. They are a contender for the Big Twelve title. It's not a t- I wasn't expecting the chance. That we have to say this, but um, it's when when Sark got hired, I was worried, a little worried. That Sark's offensive genius would would show in this uh, for this team, and it I mean they put up seventy against us last week. They were able to do a pretty good game here against TCU, both offensively and defensively. Um, Texas impressed me. They impressed me. They were the most impressive team. They're my team of the week. So let's go on to week six in the Big Twelve. Um, more, I'm sure, I'm, I'm positive of it. More chaos is going to ensue because you know that's. Just the Big 12 in a nutshell. So, uh, are you ready for this, Jeremy? What? 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 I mean, I kind of want to say what game are you most most uh, prepared for? We only got three. It's not a. It's not a lot. Am I most prepared for? Or most excited about? Sorry. Um, I I hate to say the Red River rivalry just because. Uh... Of That's course, like- it's the Red River rivalry. I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> of course, it's so. Let's let's go. Let's go smack dab into it. Um, Eleven a.m. at ABC. Uh, sixth ranked Oklahoma at now twenty first ranked Texas. Longhorn fans were really upset they weren't ranked last week. Now they're ranked, so you can shut up about it. Um, <laughs> you know, you can get tickets for as low as two hundred and ten dollars. Jeremy, right in the Cotton Bowl. Fantastic. So, uh, what do you think about this game? I think this game is going to be really good for, uh, first of all, uh, love a good SEC matchup in uh, <laughs> Dallas, for sure. Right? <laughs> you always love that. You always love that. Uh, always love that. So um, these are two teams that have had big question marks for us throughout the season that have really kind of not been answered. For Texas, it was like, how are they going to respond under Sark? <clears throat> how are they going to respond with like these quarterback changes? And they've shown us a lot of good this season uh first obviously smacking us 70 points whatever uh but then getting a win against tcu who kind of has had their number for the past couple of years and patterson knows how to draw up a good defensive scheme so coming out of that game they're 2-0 in big 12 then you look on the other side and you got a perennial big 12 contender who esp always like the espn favorite to come out like hey, probably going to be in a college football playoff you know if they play well this season well they're 5-0 and they're 2-0 in big 12 now 
Just because they're ranked number six in the nation, Oklahoma is not that impressive of a team. Compared to some of the other teams over there in the top 10, Oklahoma, not not in the same league. Now, Oklahoma has a really good chance this weekend against a rising Texas team to say, okay, first of all, we may be going to the same conference. Second of all, we may be continuing for the same conference right now, but we are not equals. Like they have a chance to show the nation my sixth ranking, my undefeated record, trumps your 21st ranking and your one loss like this is our time to solidify our kingship of the big 12 put texas back in its place and like okay you could fight for second pretty much but oklahoma has got a lot a lot to do to prove that with the way that they've been playing so that's why that's why i think this red river rivalry game is actually so important this year and it's it's very it's going to be a very exciting game to watch texas has a lot of moxie oklahoma has everything to lose it's a good matchup at 11 a.m. Over under the amount of times the SEC is going to be chanted in this game. Oh, my gosh. You think that they would do that already? Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? These two fan bases? There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> I think we'll hear it pretty early. I think we'll hear it pretty early. But that from the from the first whistle, we'll hear it within five minutes. How about that? It's They are both two very obnoxious fan bases, and I expect... <laughs> I would be remiss if they did not have multiple SEC chance, a chance, or a chance, sorry, uh, to really show just how obnoxious they really are. Um, I will say this though, unfortunately, for this potentially being the last year, both these schools are in the Big Twelve. Um, they're both winning. They're both both undefeated in conference. They both look, look, even though Oklahoma hasn't looked as impressive as I thought they might be. Um, they're still undefeated. They're still beating teams, and and Texas has been. I mean, they, like like you said, they whooped us. They beat TCU, so they they beat their two you know uh, in state rivals, and they are continuing to win games. This is a big one, especially since Oklahoma has won the last three matchups against Texas. And let's see here, they've won what is this now nine of the last twelve matchups. Like Oklahoma kind of has Texas number lately, and so. And so I, it's, I'd be really interested to see how this game goes, but Oklahoma hasn't looked impressive, and in the last three weeks, Texas has looked impressive. So the tables have turned a little bit. But who? So who are you picking in this game, and why? I, I mean Oklahoma because Oklahoma is not giving me a reason to pick against them. Every time that I think, okay, somebody's going to sneak one by, Oklahoma finds a way to win. There's a reason that they're the undefeated team right now. They're, they're, there's a reason they're atop the Big Twelve. I will pick Oklahoma until somebody proves me differently. Their line is three and a half. Are you going with that? You're going Oklahoma with the spread? I mean, how could, well, okay, so how, on along that same train of thought, how can you pick any bigger spread for Oklahoma with how close they've been playing these games lately? <laughs> I think it's, I think it might be a field goal game. We'll finally get to wipe away kicker, the, uh, Dicker the kicker, and it'll be replaced with something else. Every, I'll say this. I'll say this, though. Every time Texas is is either you know having a send off, if you will, right? When yeah. Texas played at Texas A and M, Justin Tucker was the one that hit hit that big game winning field goal to, to kick A and M right into the SEC. And um, though they're also <laughs> going with Oklahoma to the SEC, plot twist: Texas is winning this game. The the Longhorns have impressed me. They look, I'm on it. I I I I, I trust Sark now. I, the Longhorns. They've impressed me. Oklahoma hasn't. All year, Oklahoma has not impressed me. I don't really trust this team. And as bad as Casey Thompson looked last week, Bijan Robinson looked fantastic. Oklahoma State's not stopping 
or, or sorry, not Oklahoma State. Oklahoma is not stopping Bajon Robinson. That defense they have, that 335 defense, is not really great against the run. And that's that's for both that's for Iowa State, for Texas Tech, for Oklahoma, any of these teams. When you have a powerful running back like Bajon Robinson that just bullies you. It's a lot tougher. It's great against like spread offenses and even those spread running backs that kind of go around the corner and all this other stuff. Great. But bully ball, not the best. And Texas has been playing bully ball lately. And so, uh, look, I got Bajon Robinson. It'll be close. But Dicker the kicker is going to replace Justin Tucker as that uh, iconic field goal into the SEC. I got the Texas Longhorns winning this game, and I feel terrible about it. But then again, my alternative is picking Oklahoma. Either way, it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah. So next up, we have West Virginia at Baylor. Can West Virginia shake off this weird start to the season they have? They're two and three. They're the only other team in the Big 12 with a losing record not named Kansas. That can't feel good. For West Virginia fans and for part-time West Virginia fans. Uh. <laughs> well, I feel like we're both part-time West Virginia fans. I had a great time in Morgantown. Jeremy picked them to win 11 games, which could still technically happen. They could still <laughs> hey, technically we could still do it, guys. We could still do it. Um, man, okay, so uh, the problem is, is I think the Oklahoma State game with Baylor. I think what we got was a really good preview of Baylor doing a lot of things right and still coming up too short and that is with Oklahoma State playing very poorly like especially from under center (sighs) we saw a there were a couple of questionable things that West Virginia did against us last weekend um, from not returning the last kick return uh, not making an effort to return that kick return from bad passes to the end zone like if West Virginia corrects a couple of of those things uh, that's a West Virginia win you know but they didn't. And so I, I'm still thinking that West Virginia is uh, a really good team because defensively, what, the, probably still the best team in our conference, uh, if not one of the you know top two teams in our conference. Um, Baylor just hasn't shown me. Uh, they had a really good game, but they came up short against Oklahoma State. It, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Waco. Okay, so Waco's, they've shown us they can win at home. This is going to be a good game. I I I don't know who I can pick here. If it because if I'm just like gut feeling, it's going to be Baylor because they're at home. But also, you got to think that Neil Brown's starting to feel a little bit of pressure to go out and get a convincing win with this team that he has. The good old I don't know. That's fantastic analysis there, Jeremy. I mean, I, I tell you, <laughs> can't get that anywhere else. It's the good old I don't know. It is very complicated. I will say Baylor's only won once. In the last five meetings against West Virginia, um, West Virginia's kind of just like Tech had West Virginia's number. West Virginia's had Baylor's number in this game. I think Baylor. This is really a battle of two pretty good defenses between two questionable offenses. We talked about it. Baylor forced all those interceptions against Spencer Sanders last week, and yet couldn't capitalize on any of them offensively. I still think Jerry Bohannon is a good quarterback. He's he's proven me wrong in this in that game last week. Even though he didn't have the best game, he was still he didn't make mistakes, and his is is. Plays were still accurate. They were still on the money. I still think he's a good quarterback. Going up against Jared Dagey, who I don't really know is a good – actually, I'll say he's not a good quarterback. I don't really trust Jared Dagey. So it's kind of a weird thing, right? I expect a pretty low-scoring game. The over-under – and so does Vegas. The over-under in this game is 44.5, right? That's a, they don't they also don't expect a good scoring, a high-scoring game. Um, 
I'm going to go West Virginia because they need it. Sometimes desperation is your best friend. <laughs> and West Virginia cannot go two and four on the season. They need this win in the worst way. Um, but what about Baylor speaking out a win against Iowa State at home? What does that it, mean? It, it, it means that the Big 12 is crazy. And because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just bleed into the craziness and say West Virginia wins this game on the road. <laughs> well, the line's currently at Baylor three, so you're wrong. You're wrong. That's right. Hammer it home. Go money Hammer line, baby. Yeah, we, money we, line. we want the money. Give me yeah. Baylor with a field goal win. Baylor with a field goal. Make it two big going, 12 wins for Baylor push. this Gamblers hate you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Gamblers hate you. Whatsoever. <laughs> there ain't, ain't no push. You got a you got a choice on that. Hey gamblers, line is three. Ah, screw y'all. I think it's screw gonna be three three uh, on top. No, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go West Virginia. If you listen to me, hit money line West Virginia. Get 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 your money. Don't 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 do uh 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 don't take West Virginia with the points. Go for money line, West Virginia winning this game um behind their defense, not behind Jared Davey, but behind Big their Day defense. for Letty Brown. There we go. There we go. Even though you did pick against them. And against well, your dreams of eleven wins. You know lose this game. I got my hands on a lot of pots, Albie. I got my hands on a lot of pots. I've kind of lost track, so <laughs> I'm a soulless man, just kind of living it up. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, next week is a very um, short and small Big 12 schedule. Only three games. This is the two of them. Last one is TCU at Texas Tech. That's the game that everybody cares about. Nobody cares about Big night game. game. That is the game of the week. Big night game because the more important game is the night game. We don't really care about that morning Red River rivalry showdown. Nobody cares about it. Get that. it out of the way. Right. Get it over with. Get out, of the, get out of the way. You know what's funny is those two teams are going to go to the SEC, and the SEC is still going to schedule that Red River rivalry yep. at 11 o'clock. Yep. <laughs> so, so just deal with it. It is what it is. Um, you're going you're gonna to hear our preview about TCU and Texas Tech later this week. Uh, well, you know, we have, I, I, and I told Jeremy, I still do not know who I'm picking. Usually I have a good idea about what way I'm going to go before we record our preview pod. I do not know. This is a really interesting game between TCU and Texas Tech. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we get, we should hope, ideally, Eric, Eric Izukama, Dawson Deaton, uh, Demarcus Field should all be ready for this game. Have no idea what's going to happen with Reggie Pearson, Shadarius Townsend, or any of those guys. Uh, hopefully we'll know by the time we record the preview pod. So, um, Jeremy, is there anything else you want to say to the people? That's it. You got another week of football. Another week of football to go. Another week. I mean, the big, like I said, the Big 12 is crazy. And, and that's one of the reasons why. Look, I picked two upsets. I picked Texas to beat Oklahoma. And I picked West Virginia to beat Baylor because I, I love the craziness. Bring on more craziness. That would be absolutely fantastic. Um, and that would bring Baylor to 2-2 two and two in the conference. So, you know. We we don't want we don't want good Baylor. I want Baylor. No, we don't to, want to get, we don't want good Baylor. I need I need Baylor to get dropped down a peg. So that'd be fantastic. So, so for Jeremy Gillen and our producer extraordinaire Dylan Smythe, that's going to be behind that's behind the scenes in this episode. This is Albie Shore. You've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.